0: Chapter seventy-five of Tales of Laughter. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. Tales of Laughter by Nora Archibald Smith and Kate Douglas Wiggin. The Happy Family the largest green leaf in the country is certainly the burdock leaf if you hold it in front of you it is large enough for an apron and if you hold it over your head it is almost as good as an umbrella it is so wonderfully large a burdock never grows alone where it grows there are many more and it is a splendid sight and all this splendor is good for snails grand people in olden times used to have the great white snails made into fricassees and when they had eaten them they would say oh what a delicious dish for these people really thought them good such snails lived on burdock leaves and for them the burdock was planted there was once an old estate where no one now lived to require snails indeed the owners had all died out but the burdock still flourished it grew over all the beds and walks of the garden its growth had no check till it became at last quite a forest of burdocks here and there stood an apple or plum tree but for this nobody would have thought the place had ever been a garden it was burdock from one end to the other and here lived the last two surviving snails they knew not themselves how old they were but they could remember the time when there were a great many more of them and that they were descended from a family which came from foreign lands and that the whole forest had been planted for them and theirs they had never been away from the garden but they knew that another place once existed in the world called the duke's palace castle in which some of their relations had been boiled till they became black and were then laid on a silver dish but what was done afterward they did not know besides they could not imagine exactly how it felt to be boiled and placed on a silver dish but no doubt it was something very fine and highly genteel neither the cockchafer nor the toad nor the earthworm whom they questioned about it could give them the least information for none of their relations had ever been cooked or served on a silver dish the old white snails were the most aristocratic race in the world they knew that the forest had been planted for them and the nobleman's castle had been built solely that they might be cooked and laid on silver dishes they lived quite retired and very happily and as they had no children of their own they had adopted a little common snail which they brought up as their own child the little one would not grow for he was only a common snail But the old people, particularly the mother snail, declared that she could easily see how he grew, and when the father said he could not perceive it, she begged him to feel the little snail's shell, and he did so, and found that the mother was right. One day it rained very fast. Listen, when a drumming there is on the burdock leaves, tum-tum-tum-tum-tum-tum, said the father snail there come the drops said the mother they are trickling down the stalks we shall have it very wet here presently i am very glad we have such good houses and that the little one has one of his own there has been really more done for us than for any other creature it is quite plain that we are the most noble people in the world we have houses from our birth and the burdock forest has been planted for us i should very much like to know how far it extends and what lies beyond it there can be nothing better than we have here said the father snail i wish for nothing more yes but i do said the mother i should like to be taken to the palace and boiled and laid upon a silver dish as was done to all our ancestors and you may be sure it must be something very uncommon the nobleman's castle perhaps has fallen to decay said the snail father or the burdock wood may have grown over it so that those who live there cannot get out You need not be in a hurry. You are always so impatient. And the youngster is getting just the same. He has been three days creeping to the top of that stalk. I feel quite giddy when I look at him. You must not scold him, said the mother snail. He creeps so very carefully. He will be the joy of our home. And we old folks have nothing else to live for. But have you ever thought where we are to get a wife for him do you think that farther out in the wood there may be others of our race there may be black snails no doubt said the old snail black snails without houses though they are vulgar and conceited too but we can give the ants a commission they run here and there as if they all had much business to get through they most likely will know of a wife for our youngster. "'I certainly know a most beautiful bride,' said one of the ants. "'but I fear it would not do, for she is a queen.' "'That does not matter,' said the old snail. "'Has she a house?' "'She has a palace,' replied the ant. "'A most beautiful ant palace with seven hundred passages.' "'Thank you,' said the mother snail. But our boys shall not go to live in an ant hill if you know of nothing better we will give the commission to the white gnats they fly about in rain and sunshine they know the burdock wood from one end to the other we have a wife for him said the gnats a hundred man steps from here there is a little snail with a house sitting on a gooseberry bush she is quite alone and old enough to be married it is only a hundred man steps from here then let her come to him said the old people he has the whole burdock forest she has only a bush so they brought the little lady snail she took eight days to perform the journey but that was just as it ought to be for it showed her to be one of the right breeding and then they had a wedding six glowworms gave as much light as they could but in other respects it was all very quiet for the old snails could not bear festivities or a crowd but a beautiful speech was made by the mother snail the father could not speak he was too much overcome then they gave the whole burdock forest to the young snails as an inheritance and repeated what they had so often said that it was the finest place in the world and that if they led upright and honourable lives and their family increased they and their children might some day be taken to the nobleman's palace to be boiled black and laid on a silver dish and when they had finished speaking the old couple crept into their houses and came out no more for they slept the young snail pair now ruled in the forest and had numerous progeny. but as the young ones were never boiled or laid in silver dishes they concluded that the castle had fallen into decay and that all the people in the world were dead and as nobody contradicted them, they thought they might be right. And the rain fell upon the burdock leaves, to play the drum for them, and the sun shone to paint colors on the burdock forest for them, and they were very happy. The whole family was entirely and perfectly happy. Hans Christian Andersen End of chapter 75 Recording by Linderbury Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C.